Hello, everyone. I am Brennan Sahajan, and I tend bar at Washington State's best beer bar, the Manitou Tap House. I decided to make a podcast because the regular customers who come in are the most eclectic group of people I have ever met. And I want all of you to know the perspective and stories from the people from my bar. My guest today has been a tap house regular for several years, and he loves light loggers and pilsners. He's a director, writer, and producer in the movie industry. He has many accolades that can be read about on his IMDb bio. And he has children who go to the same school as my son, the Smart Kid Nerd School in Spokane. And that is what really drew me to him. I'm so happy we were able to have this talk. It was motivating and inspirational, and I hope it leads to a deeper friendship. Please, everyone, enjoy this conversation and get to know Andrew Hyatt. We are all right. on. Hello, Is this on? Andrew. Oh, it's on. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, it's, we are, we're recording right now. So, first and foremost, what I always say is that thank you and I appreciate you being here. I understand how valuable time is. Uh-oh. Especially since you're like behind deadlines and all this stuff too, I really appreciate you being here and and giving your time to me at this moment. So, thank you, Andrew. Uh, it's um, uh, it's a privilege to be here. Yeah, I gotta open that open beer this first, <laughs> and I'm gonna wait. Here we go, and there we go. Thank Cheers. You. Well, uh, um, uh, it's a privilege to be here and. Um, yeah, just uh, what a joy to get to know you over the last, gosh, a month, uh, two years, yeah. maybe? Can we say that? Yeah, sure. Two years, sure. Oh, I mean, it was before COVID, so it's been about yeah. two years. Yeah, <laughs> what a joy to get to know you. and I appreciate that, thank you. And uh, I'm just grateful to be here. What a beautiful little backyard you've got here. It's it's actually the, the water over here. Yeah. Makes it really serene. I know. I feel <laughs> feel really relaxed right now. <laughs> you know the clutter and oh, the baby. I feel relaxed. I see. I see the Kingsford. Yeah, I'm ready to let's Is barbecue. Yeah, it's right, Where's the... it's right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, let's dive into this and start with the questions. Um, and I, even though you have, maybe you'll remember some of them since I sent them to you ways back, but. This is how it starts. Who are you, and what led you to be that person? Hmm. That's a that's a, a wow wow. I, essentially, it could be like the only question of the entire podcast, <laughs> depending on how you answer. Yeah. You could just say, "Well, this is me. This is what I do." Yeah. And no, uh, yeah. You can say it's it's great. It, uh, uh, you know, here's where I'll go to, which is. Um, I'm grateful for, uh, I am grateful for my upbringing with all the, all the drama, all the issues that might have happened. Um, I'm most grateful though that my, you know, I did come from a place that was full of history, tradition. My parents were not perfect at by any stretch, but they loved me. They, they did their best. Um, and so, you know, if I if I think about it, and I really sort of put put it into context, you know, I am a mutt 
you know, I come from very different places. You know, I have a my my whole father's side is is Celtic Irish, as mm-hmm. as you can appreciate, and then uh, my. My entire mother's side, you know, uh, uh, Iraqi Jews that, uh, that, yeah, that uh, they made their way. My my great grandfather was from Baghdad and he abandoned. He actually it was an arranged marriage with uh, this British woman who worked for the government. And he took uh, my grandmother. uh, She had she had two older siblings uh, she was the baby, so four four daughters, uh, so three older siblings, and she took uh, he he took my uh, grandmother from Baghdad to Shanghai, China, because at the time this was we're talking nineteen late nineteen thirties. This was before the war, so mm-hmm. late nineteen thirties. That was the kind of center of business, and. Yeah. Uh, he he took them over there and he basically dropped them off and disappeared. And so oh my goodness, my, <laughs> so it was, it was labeled as a business venture and then he he just disappeared on them. So they 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 have they've always had very not great thoughts about my my great grandfather. I have I think two pictures of him. Um, one one in at the wedding with my <laughs> great grandmother. And then uh, I think there's one other photo that they held on to. The rest uh, they didn't care for. So my my grandmother grew up in Shanghai, China. And so there's this bizarre culture of they were Iraqi Jews growing up in Which Shanghai, China. British as well. With a British mother who, when uh, the oldest, this was Eve. So, so it was Eve, Alice, uh, no, sorry, Eve, Sophie, Alice, and Dorothy. Dorothy's my grandmother, the baby of the family. Uh, when uh, Eve was, I believe, there's a book about this, I believe 16, she, uh, uh, my great-grandmother was poisoned by the Japanese because she worked for the British government. <laughs> she worked for the, I know, it's crazy. It is a movie. Oh it's a movie. It's crazy. She worked for the British government. Why are you um, making this movie? And she, she wouldn't translate documents for the Japanese. So this is when the Japanese finally invaded we're and they, they were in the Shanghai. Power. Yep. They, yeah. they were, they were, they took over Shanghai and, um, and China and, uh, or occupied, sorry, didn't take yeah. over, occupied. And, uh, she wouldn't translate documents. They, they, uh, they poisoned her. So, uh, Eve and Sophie, the two oldest sisters raised, my grandmother Dorothy and Al, the two younger ones, in Shanghai. It was just the four. Killed oh, killed her. Yes, oh. yeah. So it was just the four of them, and they they live there on their own in the house. Did in the house, the the very beautiful Mandarin house. Or is there speaking English? They spoke Mandarin. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and they lived there for I think you know again I'd have to go back to the book and and all the documents that. They've done a great job, by the way, putting them together. Uh, they 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 lived there for I think it was about a year and a half, and that's when you know it got it got intense, and then they fled. And so they ended up in in uh, eventually in the Netherlands, and then uh, finally made their way, obviously, eventually to the U.S. And then my grandmother married my grand, you know, all that stuff. But just to say, like, 
when you think about where do we come from and and what are the stories that get us to the place we're in it's incredible to kind of know amazing right like like that's insane like that but that is so i say all that because you ask okay where do i come from who am i and i think i've I've thought about that a lot over the last couple of years, really trying to really understand that. Okay, okay. So my backstory is this or that, and does it make me who I am? And I guess you'd say the truth is absolutely. Like, like it has to. There has to be something in me that comes from that, that history, that spirit, that culture. You know. Um, you know, why, why do I have an affinity for certain things? Why do certain things, you know, m- m- make me respond a certain way? It has to be something, right? Totally. Like, I have never thought about this in relation to myself until you have just said this. Because, and I, I'm not going to talk about me that much, but... So, my, my ancestry was Armenian mm-hmm. and Irish... And um, my my great grandfather had to flee from Armenia because of the Turkish genocide that was happening in Armenia. And I have never ever thought that maybe because of like my bloodline and what happened and the hardship that they went through and how I've never even thought that that might hmm. affect me generationally that I don't even know about. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. Was... No, no, I, I'm with you. I mean, where where does that come from that we... I mean, a lot of lately what I'm thinking about and, and praying about and trying to, trying to understand is this this whole idea of, um, you know, why are we here? Mm-hmm. You know, what's, what, what's the point, you know? And we live in a culture, very, very blessed that we're here in a first world situation of... This is great. I mean, not not always great, no, not day to day great. Sure. But we're not fleeing from no. people trying to murder us. We're not. We're not being persecuted because of our, you know. I mean, the fact that you just said, you know, Armenian connection. Like, yeah. I mean, that that is a group that is on the run constantly, mm-hmm. and they there are people trying to eradicate them. Same. I mean, with with the Jews. I mean, yeah. which is my background. So you think. We don't deal with that on a daily basis, but that there must be something in our blood and in who we are that it, it has to have some. There's something in there, right? And a lot of probably how we react in this strange culture. You know, I I, I don't mean strange. I mean uh, in a way, it's beautiful. I'm so glad that we're all safe and we're 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 okay. But there must be something in us that sort of it has that flight or fight or, or that sort of attitude or, and, and I only say that because of my own sort of reactions to things. I know I'm, I, I, I tend to get immediately aggressive about things or I, I tend to, um, I tend to probably fight more than <laughs> take, take a beat and just, you know, understand people or this. And, and it's amazing to think, well, well, it might not just be me it might be where i come from or what's in my blood and 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 what's there that really makes me who i am and i think in a way like 
if we understood maybe that depth of we we have such a history all of us i do wonder what would start to come out not to get into politics or anything like that all already maybe that's not yeah, yeah. the point of the yeah, show but but you know i do wonder you know we're trying so hard to kind of be 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 on top of uh, uh, uh culture and and no we gotta we gotta treat treat people a certain way we gotta figure it out we gotta do this and social, i just wonder social trends and so yeah. yeah the social trends and are we you know, uh, oh, oh, we have to be sorry for this or this or this. And and I just kind of wonder, I wonder if we all just got together for a moment and actually had something like this. And we just actually sat around. We all talked to each other about where are we all from, what happened, and why are we the way we are. I think we would, we'd probably, we'd pro- I don't want to say we'd solve anything, but we'd probably know a lot about each other real quick. Oh, yeah, you're right. Like, I didn't even know. You know, you're saying that I didn't even know that that was your history you didn't even know that was my history and like who else do we know in this like let's just take a small small component not not talking about the world let's take a small component spokane yeah and we say everybody at the bar everybody what's your story and then then you start and you're like okay look oh man we are all we all got stories and we need to uh we need to just let's stop let's stop judging let's just take a beat yeah. And 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 just love each other because man, that's crazy. I didn't even know that 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 was in your history. I didn't even know that was what was going on with you. So anyway, that that was a little bit of a tangent, but I I I um uh, oh, I love it. You, you know, you asked where am I from? Who am I? And I would say I I am the sum of the parts of amazing people that came before me. I I look at the history, if you kind of do that, you know, you look at the history of, uh, of your family and you kind of, you, you, to me, it's humbling. You know, I'm here because, uh, so many people made sacrifices. I, I haven't made any, you know, I've been, I've been, uh, I mean, but in the, in the sense of I've been blessed, I've been, I've been in a first world. I've been, I've been okay. Uh, you know, maybe I've been poor here and there. Maybe I've been this and that, but I, I think people have come before me to, to, to make this happen. Mm -hmm. And I, I do think a lot every day about how to honor that and how to maybe, um, try to do great things because of what they, they did for me. That was an awesome answer. And what an amazing spirit. Um, and you made me think about the Elvis Costello song, What's What's Wrong with a Little Peace and Understanding. I mean, gosh, wouldn't that be something? If we could just try to understand people than, than being understood all the time. It's a, I'm sure you're familiar with the, the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi. It's part of it. Where he's, you know, to understand than to be understood. That is a huge component of who I want to be. Mm. Wow, thank you, Andrew. That that was a that was a great answer. Um, well, and from that, this is a little bit of the next question is, kind of feeds from that. Um, so, where does your inspiration come from? Hmm. Yeah, I think I think in order to talk about that, um, you know, uh, I think. 
for a while my inspiration came from my own desire to sort of make a mark Hmm. on the world um, which I think is what a lot of people sort of initially feel is is a um, I don't want to say it's not it's not even egotism it's not selfish It, it is just the way I think that you know, in our in our fallen sense, we we just desire to be known. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we desire to be known, and we, we don't understand that there's something bigger than us that that does know us. So we sort of we live in this sort of uh, ecosystem where we're just constantly trying to fight for being known, and whether that's at your the, your identity with your job. Or, or your your spouse or your kids or your um, your your sexual identity or whatever it is you know it's all across the board there's just this this demand to I have to be known I have to be known and and for a long time you know I was in that as well and and you know for me it was a career and and it was um, I want to be famous I want I want to be I want, yeah I, I, I want to be known in that way. I want to. I want people to look at me and say, "Oh, that's that guy. Like, oh, he's famous." And and you know, and there's mm-hmm. certain things that come with that. There's a there's a wealth. There's a you know sexual um, you know power that comes with that. That you can you know. I, I want to sleep with celebrities. I want to be. I want to be there. Right. Yeah. Um, and over the years, you know, and and and. You know whether we can talk about this on the podcast or not, but you know, uh, I can edit it. it, it if you it's want me to. no, it's it's. Um, it, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, let's let's make sure that that's a thing, just in case. Just in uh, case. But uh, I think over the years, you know, I've been so humbled in my faith journey mm-hmm. that um, I've I've come to realize that first of all. We, we're not all we think we are. Um, we're, we're not so big as we think we are. We're not so grand. We're not so anything. And by the grace of God, we are here. And we're all struggling. Everybody's struggling. I, you start to look at people in that way of, uh, you know, in the way we kind of talked about earlier, that sort of, I, I don't know wh- what you're walking in. I don't, I don't know what your past is, um, but I'm sure it's something. Mm-hmm. And... So there's this beauty of being able to just, uh, I'm grateful over the last couple of years. The inspiration has come from, I think I honestly just want to speak now to that human journey of, it's really hard. It's re- this life is really hard. If, you're, if you believe in God, you know this is a fallen world. And we're all struggling until we get to somewhere else. If you don't believe in that, then this is just a this is a really hard world that we're just trying to survive in. And I'm not not advocating for either way on this. I'm just saying like either way, we're all kinda in the we're in the shit. I we hope I can we're <laughs> a, a difficult uphill path. This is tough. Yeah. yeah. And anyone who says it's not, I don't I don't actually know what Maybe they're, I don't know where they're, <laughs> maybe they have so much money they don't even know what's going on. But it, it's um, for all of us, I think. And and so the inspiration comes from, I just want to, I want to do things that uh, speak to that human spirit 
and that humanity of we're all broken uh we're all lost everybody is and if someone tells you they're not they they're lying and there's got to be something more and what is that and 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 what can inspire us to just be more loving and and more true and just just find something you know about ourselves that you know it like for instance it it sucks you know when i ever whenever i ask people this is the big question right mm -hmm. what happens when you die yeah that's the big question what happens when you die because we all have to die yeah what happens when you die and you ask that and um you know you give various answers but to me the one that moves me the most is when people say uh it's nothing there's nothing it's just it goes black and that's it and i say uh wow well that sucks like truly i mean let's let's be honest that sucks yeah. mm -hmm. like is that really what you believe yeah. and and there's people they're at yeah yes absolutely people i i believe that. yeah i believe in that that's and and to me that inspires me because i moved to say you know what i actually let me present something else to you. Let me, and you know, you don't have to believe it. I'm just, I want to, I want to just put two options in front of you. You know, this whole idea that people have of it's nothing but darkness. It's it. The lights go out. That's that. You know, we just had, we just had a, a close friend in the pub, John, you know, um, recently passed away and I can't help but I wonder where people are at. That we know me too when when you think about that when you think about okay we just lost someone so death death is real we're all gonna die and you think well do we want to really believe that do we want to just say that's it lights go out that's that I, to me to me it's not acceptable you know mm -hmm. uh and I think what inspires most of my work, you know, most of my films or most of my, my writing is I, I, I don't want to accept that. I want to propose a different idea. And that's what sort of starts from the end and goes back to the beginning, right? So everything kind of starts from there. Yeah. What happens when we die is a big enough question that influences, as you, as you asked, what inspires you that inspires me to now go through every stage of life mm -hmm. and every story I look at every conversation I have I want to kind of keep that in the back of my mind of I don't want people to go to the end thinking it's that's it it just goes the lights go out and that's that mm -hmm. if that makes any sense of course it makes sense I mean I, I think about that kind of stuff all the time. I uh, the only thing that I can say though that um, I do not believe that when we're when we die, it's that's it. But the only thing that I can really say that I truly believe is that I don't know what is next, and I have to be okay with not knowing because well like you said I, I, I don't accept it I don't I don't believe it. it I don't believe that we can have a mind and a con conscience that just that clearly is not part of our physical body 
um, because when we hear the voice inside our head talking, that is not something that is physically happening. So it's not part of my body. So there has to be something else. And just because this body no longer is functioning and goes away, uh, that there is no reason that this mind conscious conscience consciousness what you know mm-hmm. um, that is separate from my physical body is is attached to my physical body being gone did that make sense makes total sense so that's all that I can say is that I know there's something else I I know with every part of my being because I have a voice in my head that's not part of this right right I can I mean you know there's like did you ever see that weird Johnny Depp movie when he become goes into the computer and he becomes like the did you see that movie oh man what was the name of that I don't know what it was but it was bizarre (laughs) it was bizarre (laughs) and you know um and it's like it's so limited by making that be the but I but I like the idea that they're just saying this person's mind is beyond their brain. Yeah. And you could get that mind consciousness yeah. into something else. And yeah. it's it's whatever. AI right. has to be the thing yeah. that we grab onto right now. But right. well, yeah. well something else has to happen. Yeah. That's a good point. It's like we're so desperate to extend life mm-hmm. to find something beyond, you know. You see all the news articles, you know, oh, we can we can figure out how to extend life. We can put your brain into a computer. We can do all these things. But you're right. Like, we would only be desperate to do that if we if we weren't scared that, like, actually, no, nothing is not an answer. We can't we can't deal with that. Right. And I agree with you. It's like I've even heard Richard Dawkins say that he doesn't believe that there's nothing. There has to be. There has to be something. something. Yeah. Because he can't explain consciousness. Well, and what a better person to say because he, like, his body is, there's oh, yeah. nothing there. Yeah. yeah exactly. And yet his his mind, his, his, sure. um, <clears throat> yeah. So. Anyway, I yeah. love your inspiration. All right. That, another, that's, awesome, I don't know how we got there. Another right? awesome <laughs> answer. I, I mean, tangents are a beautiful Here we go. Thing. Yeah, we're on tangents. That's um, fine. And. This was a perfect segue into. I, you didn't read these questions. You don't know. I didn't read any of this. I, I, at some about. point, you sent it to me, and then you know, I blame Peter if Peter's listening. He he, he told be. me don't don't read the questions, just just answer them. Yeah, so rightfully so. <laughs> I, I mean, it's more fun that way. So, what we were just talking about is a great segue into this next question. Okay. What is worth dying for? Or does mm. any cause hold enough weight to die for anything anymore? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, it's fanta- a fantastic question. I, I, and I want to be careful here because, you know, I have this quote that I put in a film of mine mm-hmm. um, that I've thought a lot about, which is... Um, uh, men, men or women, put put whatever you want there. Uh, don't die for things they doubt. That was a big. Men, men don't die for things they doubt. Um, was a big line that I put into a film that I made, 
and and that really moved me at the time but um i need to be careful about that because um there is a particular uh uh, the, y you have to be careful because people could believe something that is not true and yet they believe it so much that they will die for it and so it, it's asked a lot of questions of that is sure yeah. yeah sure yeah so it's asked a lot of questions that I've really thought about because you know I came from a Judeo-Christian sort of point of view on that which is you know this was this was the Apostle Paul saying this about his faith you know men don't die for things they doubt and that meant a lot to me when i put it in the movie and i said it and then i started to realize wait a minute well there's there's other faith faiths there's other religions there's other beliefs there's other things that people would maybe say this same thing so you start to get to this interesting thing of um not not to take this in this direction but you know what is truth you know what what is truth and and how do we define truth and suddenly we're in this bizarre ball game of whose truth matters more than other truth and now we're into a weird game of oh shoot now now you got to argue your truth you know so mm -hmm. um i guess you can only go at the end of the day back to as you asked what would you as an individual what would you as an individual die for what would you and I, I would say family. You have to start there. You say family. You know, if somebody said, Sorry, the, hey, hey, you're, you know, I have four daughters. Hey, I'm going to kill your four daughters uh, or or I'll kill you. What what, what do you want to You say, yeah, kill me. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? right. So so that's a that's an easy one. Um, or you say, you know, somebody, you know, for me, this is, again, I'm not trying to. I know we're not we're not speaking uh, we're not speaking sort of uh, about about any sort of faith or any uh, religion or anything. But for me personally, you know, if someone were to say, "Hey, uh, if you if you don't say that Jesus Christ is not the Son of God, you need to you need to confess this, uh, or I'll kill you." Then yeah, kill me, fine. Like that's that's an easy one too. You know, uh, that is what I believe, you know. Um, uh, I believe in God. I believe in Christ as my Savior. And if someone said, you need to say out loud that that's not true or I'll kill you, well, yeah, no, I'm not saying out loud. Uh, kill me. Fine. So so there's those sort of um, concrete things. Mm -hmm. But I do think there's a bigger question about, um, you know, in our life, right now like we're in such a weird the, the world is in such a weird place you know i was just looking gosh it was was it today yeah today of like you know the the uk and everything is looking at shutting down again and 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 it doing this and and right? yep and yeah. and and paris and france you know mm -hmm. they're rioting over this again and um not that i want to get into this particular subject right now but it it there is but there this is, is a very unique part of like this time right now that we're living in for those of you listening like we're i mean we're still it it feels like we're at the the end of the pandemic but it's clearly not so just to fill in a little 
tie in information there. Sorry yeah. To interrupt no, 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 you're totally right, Brennan. And I, and I think that's what I, I was getting at. Is like, and this sounds so stupid because there's people that have gone before us, you know, that would, that were dying on the battlefield and right. they were, they were, they were, they were diving into camps to, to, to save Europe from Nazi Germany. They were, you know, there, there's, there's, you know, there's people doing amazing things that we're not doing. But when I think about maybe today, and again, maybe this is a little tangent on our our question here, but I think, you know, everybody has, we're shutting down again. We're doing this. We're doing this. And, like, if I was asked a question and somebody said to me, do you want to live in your house with the doors shut and the windows shut for 10 years and you'll survive the 10 years? You'll be fine. But you will not see anybody. Everybody you communicate with will be over over text, over Zoom, over this, and you'll be fine. Or do you want to go live your life for three years? But at the end of the three years, you're going to die. Whoa. And. Man, the sunset is amazing right now. It's just lighting everything up. It's, it's actually incredible. <laughs> I wish we were recording it because I don't know what is going on, but this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, a, wow. Very yeah. I've never heard any. So there you go. So that's where, the question is, is, no, this is what I've been thinking oh. about. Stuck in my house for oh, yeah. a year and a half. You say, okay, do we... This is the question. So you pose, what would you die for? And and I don't know how we got onto this topic. I did it, sorry, but ten, ten years, ten years you could live. So let's let's just put let's put ten years, three years. Let's just kind of make sure, that. Like that sure. Ten years, but you have to live in your house. You can see everybody that you love over Zoom. You can. Um, you can text every, you know, sure. but you, yeah, yeah. you, you, but you can't go out. You got to be in your house, which is kind of what we all went through. And, and I don't know, maybe it'll come back around or they say, look like, fine, you can go out. You can, you can meet people. You can be in community. You can love people. You can, you can see your, you know, you can touch people, you, whatever, whatever, but you're going to die in three years. If you do that, I mean, I'd be fascinated how many people choose 10 years of nothing. And then, because for me, fine, three years. I want to see people. I want to I want to do what you and I are doing. I, I want to see my kids. I want to touch my whatever. That sounded oh, weird. Wow. The living in the house, you're not with your kids and children? They're separate from you, too? Sure, I guess. Okay. Oh, oh good. Okay, good spin on so it. Well, okay, let's put... Let's put the oh, okay. Let's put the kids. So your immediate family can still be. Let's say the immediate family in the house for ten years. I think that might change. That could change things. You're right. You're right. If, I was if thinking was, as a single person, but you're right. Isolation. You're right. You're right. I don't even know if I'd last the ten years. Right. Yeah. So I think I was thinking single, alone, mm -hmm. at home. I think my point of going on that tangent was like, what's the point? What are we doing here? I mean, legitimately, what are we doing here? What's the point of all this? Relationship with other people. That's Otherwise, right. why are we here? Yeah. It's yeah. so hard. Yeah. Life is so hard. Work is hard. Making money is hard. Trying to survive. And we're, by the way, in the top, what, 2% of 
the rest of the world or whatever they say. Sure. It's so hard. So what's the point? And then and then now it's sort of like, well, you can't have anything that you want. You can't do this. You can't do that. I'm not making a political statement here. I'm, I'm going back to the whole idea of what would you die for. And I think this last year and a half has reminded me that it's it's family it's friends it's 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 my faith it's these things that they don't change like you just said actually you know that's a great point if you were stuck in your house with your family for 10 years and that was that of course you would choose that because it's your family and you love them now you get sick of them after a while but that's life that's fine yeah but to me what are we doing here? What's the whole point? You know, these people that go their whole life just fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. And then at the end, what was the point? What, what are we doing here? I'm getting a little philosophical here, but here we go. I love you know? it. I mean, I'm all about philosophy. We need a few more beers before we get into, you know. Hmm. That would be very interesting, though, about after the three years, and that's it. Huh. Gosh, I don't even know what I'd do, honestly. Because, I don't know. That's a, that's a very difficult question. It would take me a lot of thinking. I mean, you and I know a lot of people that are... Um, that are divorced or are single or are are in a in a place where they are lonely they are lonely yeah. and i can't imagine what this last year and a half has been where you know to to finally come out of that into community again i mean you've seen it you you've been behind the bar you know i know like for them to finally feel like like it's just such a relief and then I, and then so you you have to think i i was just going to say i I think you were there when I said this a few days ago. I was, I was just watching everybody talking, and I'm like, I love this so much. It brings me so much energy and so much joy, and I just feel like this is part of the complete person that I need to be. And and I have a family, and I was with my family. I mean, it was, and it, it's been hard. It's been really hard for me, but it, you know, it's, but just that I mean it sounds so it's so weird to me when I think about myself as a, in the perspective as being a bartender and then I see people from behind the bar and I interact that way um, but like in that moment I was just like I this this is what this is what it's about this is such a thing I mean anyway I don't know if that was even worth saying. But. Absolutely. No, I, I, I think it's that community element that we just all missed, and we were so grateful when it came back. But um, but you said something really interesting just then, if, you, if, you, if we continue down this path of, of, of you were with your family, and it was really hard. And, and, and I just want to say, I mean, I, I don't know when, when this is coming out or kind of how, how, how the— um, the timing of it is but but i think you know a lot of what i've been 
reflecting on and and my wife and I have been reflecting on lately is we all need to have a little grace for each other this last year and a half we this was this was something that we just uh, how could we have ever prepared how could we have ever been ready for it and 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 we all went through changes and and difficulties that were probably you know maybe they were part of us in a way you know as we as we talked about before maybe they were part of us anyway that that's just we all have our sort of our our things and our, our our struggles and all this but the fact that this this last year and a half i mean it 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 sort of just completely radicalized every bit of ourselves and put it all front and center and it was it was a disaster for everybody and i don't think there's anybody sitting here saying Oh, I got through that just fine. No, I'm I'm the same. I'm fine. No. Just another day. No, no. I mean, I mean, marriages. I mean, my marriage struggled, and in, in, in it was intense and and incredible. Like we we would have never gone through the things that we went through with this whole thing. Uh, you know, my kids. You know, and and all of our kids going through online school or whatever that crap was like. And, 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 you know, people, people being who, who didn't have anybody, you know, going back to our point of loneliness of, of being stuck in at home and they couldn't see anybody. They couldn't even go out to the bar where, where this is the, or the pub, you know, where this is the beauty of why we're all here. You know, we can all come together at least at the end of the day, we all have shitty days or crappy days. And, um, you know, we come together and we, we, uh, we, we, we just talk and then, and then it releases that thing that that was all gone it was all gone it was all erased and we all went through basically something that we've never had to deal with in our lives really i don't think and i think man like if any of us come out of this okay that's great but i don't think any of us came out of it okay i actually don't and and if someone says oh no i'm fine i i didn't change at all no i think we all we all went through trauma this was this was a bizarre situation that uh, by the grace of god hopefully never happens again but you know i so so sorry kind of a tangent there but to say like i'm just thinking about how we're all coming back to these things these questions uh, with with just a renewed sense of man i thought i knew something about life or I thought I had it together or I thought my marriage was together. I thought my kids were together. And now I'm like, Oh shit, (laughs) this was a mess. Like, I don't, I don't understand anything. And I think my wife and I, you know, and I think Joe would be okay with me saying this, but like, I think we're still piecing it together. You know, I think we're still trying to find ourselves in the, in the mess of wait, what just happened the last year and a half? That was that was insane. Yeah. All of that being said and talking about this past ridiculous time of our life that we have made lots of different choices, whether they're good or bad, and, and now we're uh, living because of those things. Um, this next question... I can't even believe how these questions are really falling into place right here. So the next one is, uh, do you feel in control of your life? 
And uh, the second half of it is what holds you down. Mm. Well, you know, for a long time in my life, I did think I was in control. I did think that I was um, the one making things happen. I did think I was the one in charge. Um, and it led to uh, a lifestyle that was so unhealthy. I mean, I'm talking about, I'm going back to college mm -hmm. and, and moving into uh, the industry that I was in. Um, the film industry in LA, Los Angeles. And I really believe that I, I had my own kind of control of my own destiny. And, uh, and I was, I was so, I worked so hard, you know, and I was a mess. I was, I was, uh, I was smoking every day, smoking weed every day. I was just absolutely off my ass, high on whatever. You know, that was 10 years of of that, trying to make it in an industry that I really believed I was, I was meant to be in. Um, and it all kind of crashed down when... You know, if I can give a little context to that, uh, you know, I was uh, in the industry in Los Angeles, had a great job, was really moving up, really doing all those things, making a lot of money, um, not healthy at all. And then uh, there was this moment where whether you want to call it God or you want to call it whatever you want, but I would say it was God that, that sort of humbled me of I I went from sort of the top of my field at a certain moment. This is right after uh, my wife and I just had gotten married. We had just had our first kid. So Christiana was just born, six months maybe. And everything collapsed. It collapsed. I went from kind of all the execs in the industry, everybody saying, you're the next big thing, you're going to be great. And you know what it was? I had this moment of my marriage at the time with Joe was not going well uh, for, for, for multiple reasons. I had this moment, I remember, I can remember this, this is actually, this is actually a very, like, I said to myself, you know, I'm, uh, all these execs want to make my next movie. This was like, I'm talking about the heads of Paramount, Sony, wow. uh, Universal. We're saying, whatever you want to do, we're in. We want to make your next movie. You're the next big thing. And my marriage was going really poor. And I remember saying, I like, <laughs> I like remember this moment. I said, you know, I think it'd be better if I we got a divorce because Joanna's not really into this. I'm not really into this. 
I think this is the moment. Like, she can go live her life. She'll do her thing. I'll go do my thing. And, um, and that'll be great. And then I'll be able to go do all the... Uh, I'll, I'll get my dreams. It'll be great. And... I don't know how to describe this more than, like, a very bizarre, bizarre supernatural hand or something. I, I, I don't know what you, what whoever wants to call it, who's listening, whatever you want to call it. But I would say I, I thought that, and literally 24 hours later, I went from having all these doors open at the studios, having all these things about to happen to I couldn't get an email back I couldn't get a call back I mean doors were doors were not only locked they like they they threw away the key there was nothing so I went 3 months and you know Los Angeles it's expensive right we we all know that I went 3 months I went 6 months I went 9 months 12 months 15, 18 months 18 months I had no job couldn't get a call back there was nothing happening and we burned through all of our savings we ended up you know and I've told this story many times so Joe chose okay with me telling this we packed up my jeep I had $400 $420 in the bank account. We had $420 in the bank account. We had a four or five month old. We had to sell off everything. We had to sell off our con everything. Uh, our lease. We had to just let go of our lease. We had 400 and some, 420 something dollars in the bank account. This was back in 2014. We packed up our Jeep, sold off the other car, and we got in and we drove up here to Spokane. Because my wife's family was up in Spokane. And we came up and we lived in my in-law's basement. That, that was it. And so, I mean, I mean you know, I, you know, we can, we can get into how I can explain what's happened since. But, like, mm -hmm. when you ask who's in control... There, there, there is, uh, I mean, this is just me. I mean, you all can, can come up with your own conclusion, but there, there is no doubt in my mind that, that God is in control, that, that there is a God. And, and if you don't believe in that, I'd love to talk to you. We'll, we'll, we'll get a beer and we'll talk about it. But I, I have seen coming from a place of, I thought I had everything. I thought I had everything in control. I thought I was in control. I had a great life in Los Angeles. It was going great. And then all of a sudden, it crashed and burned. And it, it not only crashed and burned, but I went from, you know, and I, I, I'm not talking numbers to, I'm just making a point. And I'm talking hundreds of thousands of dollars disappearing over 18 months to 400 and something in the bank account where I have to basically tell, look at my wife, my new wife, this was only two years in or something, mm -hmm. and I have to say, I guess the dream is over. I guess we have to, what? 
and she says, I guess we got to go move in with my parents. I mean, what? Right. And then we do it. And and flash forward, like that was the greatest thing that could ever happen to me because I was an asshole. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's another that's another podcast we can have. (laughs) I was an asshole in L.A. I was a jerk. I was a I was a total dick. And I didn't see what was happening in everything in my life. I mean, I wanted to divorce my wife because I thought I was better than her and I thought I had something better going on. I mean, and so you think, do I think I'm in control? No. I think I'm an idiot. (laughs) And thank God that somebody else is in control because I don't know how this is supposed to work out. And yet here I am. Flash forward, what has it been? Six, six, seven years, eight years, whatever we're at. And I have four beautiful daughters that I absolutely adore that I wouldn't have had. I've got a wife that I just, thank God she just stuck with me because I'm an idiot. And, and a career that suddenly blossomed because actually I didn't try to do anything for myself. And if I think today that's because of me, that would be the that'd be the most idiotic thing to say. Like, yeah, because I worked hard. Or, oh, yeah, I did all these. No, that's stupid. No, it, there's obviously something else going on, and I'm grateful that that for whatever reason, you know, for me and for for you on the other end listening to this, I don't know what it is for you, but for me, it's the fact that God just I love I love the fact that. I'm humbled that God took pity on me and said, you're not going to fail completely. I'm going to, I'm going to carry you through this. And, um, and I think, I hope my life's been a testimony to that, that, um, that there is something bigger going on and I don't know what it is, but here we are. Awesome. Man, there's so many parts of that that are just, I feel like reflections of me. (sighs) Thank you. Again, your answers are great, Andrew. Um, well, I mean, isn't that isn't that the reality of I mean, what you were just what you had previously said? If we just heard other people's stories, not only could we understand them better and be more at peace with them, but we actually can see ourselves in other people because we are part of this one community. We are people. Or, yeah. Holy smokes, dude. Alright. Well, the next question actually doesn't really transition well <laughs> like the other ones did. Um, but it's a fun one. And it also has potential implications of maybe something that we might have to edit out so um, what have you done that is truly wrong or can something be truly wrong and I mean you don't absolutely you can no we don't have to edit this out because you're it's a good it's (laughs) but I appreciate the offer well, I don't know. I mean, maybe what you were just thinking in your yeah, what you were just talking about might have part of this answer in there. Yeah, or I, maybe not. I don't want to. I don't want to steer you by suggestion. No, you know, 
I think for a very long time, uh, like like we talked about, and this is this is fun. This is all stuff that's known, so it's okay. So it's, um, you know, I went through. I went through. You know, I got to call. Uh, you know, I grew up uh, Catholic, and um, and uh, uh, really f- faithful faithful until I got to college, and college was such a complete shift of. I went to Loyola Marymount mm-hmm. University out in L.A., and uh, the second I showed up there, it was just like, you know, I went to an all-boys Jesuit high school. Yeah. Uh, you can read all of this on his yeah, yeah. So, so, so. biography, by the way. <laughs> so, you know, when I showed up, it was like, what the heck? Like, oh, my gosh, these go- the, the girls are gorgeous. Like, what the heck is going on? Like, I've, ne- I've never experienced that. Mm-hmm. Um I think I think what went wrong, you know that that moment I lost a sense of, um, you know, I I'd love to say it in this way. I don't know if this makes sense, but masculinity, mm-hmm. and this is this is an interesting. This is where I'm gonna I'm gonna go down this road. And I'm gonna try to try to twist something for the audience and just kind of kind of ask the question which is what is masculinity what is what is the call on our life as men and and and, and sorry, yeah sorry, it just made me think about the big lebowski oh nice yeah yeah the parent testicles <laughs> anyway i love this sorry i just watched that on the plane well last week so perfect that is actually perfect <laughs> keep going sorry i the the wrong that i'd done in my life if i can kind of summarize it mm-hmm. started in college has has existed you know what actually it's still happening still happening so what is this 20 some years or something crazy uh the wrong in my life is my misunderstanding of masculinity my misunderstanding that what is my job when it comes to, you know, when I look at a woman, when I look at a, a girl that I find attractive, what, what's my natural response? Well, my natural response is I think she's very attractive and I want to, you know, whatever. Animalistic. Tendencies. Absolutely. Sure. I want to whatever. And for a long time, that was my reactions. And so, you know, sleeping around in college. Uh, sleeping around on, on, on girlfriends, sleeping around, uh, I mean, yeah. um, yeah, uh, affairs on affairs. I mean, it was, it was really bad. I mean, I, 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 you know, I have stories of, I was dating someone and then I was having, I guess, an affair on her because I was having sex with this woman that actually was engaged to someone else. So I guess she was having an affair it's a you know it was a mess absolute mess and i think it was my misunderstanding of masculinity which is if we were to distill it down to maybe you know what's our purpose as men and i think you know i i would say the devil you all can say our psychology or something like that but i would say the devil would say take advantage this is what you're here for uh be aggressive this and this when the truth is like our job as men is to protect beauty like we're we're here to actually 
you know, be here to protect this beautiful form that God created in the sense of, of, of female. You know, if you think of, 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 of God created a, a man and female, you know, in the image of him, you know, he creates them. And, and now we're here and we're kind of stuck in it in the fall, you know, if you believe in that. You know, we're stuck in the sin of it, which is we're, we're confused and it's all messed up. And I think, you know, you say the greatest wrong or what did you, it, it's, I, I, the misunderstanding for years and years of the beauty of what God created in the, the in woman and this beautiful female form that of course we're attracted to that. That was the whole point of as men, but we misunderstood. We, we fell into this. We didn't understand that our job was also to protect that and to keep it sacred. And, 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 and so a lot of time that I've spent over the years of taking advantage of it and taking advantage of, I want that. I want that for myself, and 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 it got it got screwed up in multiple times, many 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 times. Um, and I think so. I I look at that as the, probably the greatest wrong that I did because now I have daughters. I I I've got four daughters, and I just think of that as a dad. Of. No, my job is to protect, and now my job out there in the world, I should be able to protect that beauty you know it, it's not somebody's fault that they're born just gorgeous and beautiful and why am i sexually so ready to try to i guess this is probably the wrong word but you see where i'm going with this of like mm -hmm. destroy that does that does that make sense 100 but why is that in my nature that that is what i desire and i want to do instead of the opposite which is dang like this this is all beautiful. What God created is so beautiful. And what does He ask me though, as a man? He asked. He actually asked me to step up and protect that. And 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 whatever that takes, it's it's actually protecting that beauty. So I don't know if any of that made sense. I kind of went on a tangent there over a, a rant there, but it's more like the greatest wrong I think I've done is I didn't I didn't take that seriously. I I abused that right of and look it was all consensual and sure i had you know the girlfriends were great and everybody was great and we were all great and blah 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 but at the end of the day i feel very empty about thinking about the relationships that i had of they just were what was i really in the relationship for probably for the fact that they were hot and they were sexy yeah. and we could have sex and that Person was awesome sure person it and selfish and ego yeah self, selfish and ego and i think if anything that i've learned from that and i'm trying to and it by the way for the men out there it doesn't go away it unfortunately you get married you have kids it doesn't go away it's gonna keep popping up non-stop so the question is where do we draw the line and we just say you know what no i believe in something a little bit bigger than this and i'm not i'm not gonna go there that's really hard at least for me it's really hard to get there but at least with that idea in mind we can all say like okay no can we believe in something bigger and beautiful better maybe we're called 
not to try to selfishly destroy this beauty, but maybe we're, we're called to protect it. And how would we do that? And we probably need other men around us to believe in that same thing so that we all are in the same spot. You know, we're not all going out to the, to the Vegas bar just to, just to party and do whatever. We're, we're all maybe in some semblance a community of men that really believe in, hey, no, we're called to something greater. And like, how do we protect beauty? And what would that look like? Uh, yeah. You know. Wow. Man, I, uh, I relate to that on so many levels. Like the, I mean, what, the way that I describe it, what you were talking about is, um, the objectification of women mm. and my goodness like thank you for 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 bringing all that up that's that's a I think it's a very necessary thing that we as men need to talk about I, I mean, I imagine that women need to talk about this as well on in, on the flip side of the same coin. Um, it's really hard, and it's super vulnerable. Thank you for, again, thank you. <laughs> this is this is really profound. So this next question yep. actually sort of follows the path that you were just talking about. Um, and it's really wordy, so... See if you understand what I'm saying. Yep. What is your opinion about the natural hierarchical order in reference to humanity? Hmm. And you're kind of speaking on that a bit, if that's how you think of hierarchy with no. humanity. But um, it really could go any direction. And I, and I made it so wordy that it could be vague <laughs> enough that you could go any direction that you want to go with it. So... All right. What is your opinion about the hierarchical order of humanity? I think... Yeah. Just that, off the top of your head. It's a, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, I think that the, the only thing I can say is the experience of my life, because I, I was about to go to sort of a, let me, let me drop a, drop a bible quote or something but uh i know i know i know some of the people i love that are gonna listen to this and i want to make sure that i do this the right way which is i want to go back to our sort of position of do you really think that you're in control mm -hmm. and if you really think you're in control i think you're going to be miserable in life that's my honest thought. I think you're going to be miserable. I think you're going to I think you'll be stressed out at all times. I think you're going to be um, you're going to be upset a lot at the way life goes. I think you're going to be your anxiety, all these things. I think there's going to be this 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 um, you know, all the things that I don't think that were meant for us, which is this sort of we should be joyful, we should be free, we should feel we should feel like, you know, the only thing that matters is we should go run over to our neighbor's house 
knowing that they need something and, and all this, but where does that come from? And I just think, and I, I, there's a couple of professors that I think will listen to this and I want to be careful how I say this, but, um, but I'm just going to say it, which is, I think you're all full of shit. (laughs) I think you're all full of shit thinking that you're in control or you have some sort of understanding of the hierarchy of, of, and you want to go into philosophy. You want to dig deep into some sort of weird Darwinism or whatever the heck you want to do. And, we can always always disagree on that, but you know, look. The, the truth is, like, you, there is a God. You are created in His image, you know, and 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 it's beautiful and it gives you a freedom, and that's what everybody fights. They don't want. They think that that suddenly puts them, like you said, actually. It puts them into a box of hierarchy that they now have to fight. Oh no! Well, no. I don't believe in that because then that would make me this or this and this. But I I believe the truth of the matter is like, thank God that we have a God because otherwise we're all a mess and we're all screwed up and we have no place to go. We don't know what we're doing. We're all lost. Every, everybody's lost. And I don't care if someone says they're not lost. They're lost. Everybody's lost. And so if you look at sort of the hierarchy of things, my my honest opinion is, by the grace of God, we're here. And at the end, we won't be. But I think that what a beautiful community that we can have in the meantime. And I don't want to get into any politics, any sort of, uh, oh, but God believes this or that. No, like at the end of the day, like, do you believe that you are created or not created? And if you think you were a mistake which a lot of, I know a lot of people do, that you were just some random, the universe happened to, out of 22 billion trillion things, one time the earth got hot enough and then there was a little salamander that scootled around and suddenly you became who you are. Like, that. that's fine. But for me, that's really depressing. And um, whether that's true or not, sure. But... That's really sad and depressing that I came from a freaking like, col- uh, you know, coliform, whatever they call them, those little, what are those little guys, pro- proto, pro- the things with no, Protozoa? yeah, right? That's the thing. No brain, just kind of yeah. little germ yeah. runs around mm-hmm. and they're like, oh yeah, surely that turned into a monkey and then it turned into you and you mean nothing because at the end of the day, that's what you came from. Like if that. If that is true, well, then this is all a joke. This sucks. This sucks. This is a joke, and I don't. I can't. I can't get behind that because what I've seen is, I've seen beauty, in places, that I shouldn't have seen beauty. I've seen humanity in places I shouldn't have seen humanity. I've seen things that are beyond our explanation. Where does that come from? And if you say, well, it came from because we were a little like uh, protozoa in the ground, like moving around for 10,000 years and then it turned into a fish or what? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not good at that, but they have a they have a system, they'll tell you, you know. And and so you you say, what is the hierarchy? The hierarchy is we should be humbled enough to believe 
that we're we're not here by accident. And if we all had that opinion in the world right now, it would change the world. Because you would stop thinking about yourself. You'd stop thinking about stupid freaking politics and this. And I hate this person because of this. I hate this person because of that. You would legitimately be like, this is a gift. Life is a gift that is given to us for a very short time. And something beyond us gave it to us. And you would be, you'd be grateful for it. And you would, you would treat people a different way. It's, you know, anyways, I don't know if that makes sense, but there you go. Sure. I I didn't actually expect you to say that. Um, I, I mean, I love it. You thought I'd go with the monkey thing? No, I I, <laughs> I I really had no idea. I thought, well, from from your the answer to your last question, I thought you were going to talk about like men and women more specifically but you were talking about oops sorry about that no <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't it doesn't matter i um i appreciate you man i i very much appreciate you andrew thank you for for everything that you said you i and and i did tell off off the record i I, you know, I told you some things that I, um, that are hard to say, and I, I just appreciate so much who you are as a person and how you view things. Um, Thank you, brother. Yeah, I mean, really, and uh, these are hard questions, and they can they can go any which way. I mean, there's still another question, and in the last one is it, it, it's. It's more lighthearted, but it, I mean, it's meaningful as well. Um, but I just, I want you to know that, like, the, the whole purpose of, the, of this podcast is essentially what you have been talking about. Like, your, your, your theme behind all of, all of these answers I have felt is that you're talking about humanity why we are here our interaction with each other and the way to um, to live a life that is meaningful in whatever faith tradition you have whatever your belief system is you're, you're still you're still speaking about this amazing truth of people and of human and how how we have to live with each other and instead of instead of being you know an asshole like we all have been and have experienced things that have like just been stupid and and whatever created whatever kind of consequence you're saying why can't we live in a world where we as humans love each other and and try to experience this life in a way that's that holds some weight that ha is is meaningful and i appreciate that more than i can say and i know i just kind of blabbed and 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 said how much i do appreciate it i don't know if it well thanks yeah um beautiful thank you uh -huh. my my pleasure seriously the last question 
What is your theme song? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the, the hardest question of them all. That's really good. <laughs> I, You know what? It it's a it's a phenomenal question and i hope everybody has to answer this daily um you know what so so i'll i'll say it with that ca- caveat it, it changes almost daily I, lately I have, I have the same answer but yeah lately um and I, and and there's more behind it i'm sure but it's just one of those where you know when you get a song that hits you and you're like shoot that that really that that's that's it that's like taking me through the day or that's taking me through the week or something so for me this last couple weeks um it's oasis uh noel and liam gallagher's uh don't look back in anger um it's it's i hear it and i've been playing on repeat so don't look back in anger oasis has uh, and i think it's got a lot to do with again it's it's actually what summarizes this whole podcast that we just went through this whole this whole interview which is um we just have we have a lot of stuff in our lives a lot of past that we just it's a mess and how do we get through it we we can't actually and that's what I love that song. It speaks to me, you know. I think, you know, the lyrics, you know, it, it, it's it's literally saying, like, just move on. Like, don't look back in anger. Like, your, your life's a mess. Move on. And um, so, yeah, that that's the one lately that's I, <laughs> I weirdly kind of throw on repeat. Nobody seems to, by the way. Nobody seems to know Oasis anymore, which is so sad to me because that was like my, my like high school, like, you know, call, like I, that was my, oh man, that was my jam. That was my band, Oasis. But anyway, uh, at this point, you know, I throw it out to people and they're like, uh, uh, but thank, thank goodness for Manitou Tap House that seems to have found some sort of 90s or early 2000s playlist. <laughs> that this pops up all the time. So it's great. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, too, because, you know, they always play the ubiquitous Oasis songs. You know, Wonderwall. Wonderwall. Yeah, yeah, it's Wonderwall. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I actually really Wonderwall's great, too. Yeah, yeah. But, you, you know, it's overplayed or whatever. But it always, always makes me think of, of the... Did you did you watch Saturday Night Live a lot? Yeah. When Will Ferrell was like in in Parliament, and he, he would just he would stand up, and the only thing that his character ever said was, <laughs> "Oasis is the best rock band since the Beatles." And, and, he, and I'm just like, you know, Oasis really is really they were an awesome. They were band. awesome. Oh, they're incredible. Yeah. I mean, I don't. They're I don't incredible. Know, I don't know what happened in their life that like. Or in their celebrity life, where things were amplified or whatever, but I love that they were so it, famous for so song. long. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. So it's a great song. Right now, so yeah. this is not my like my legacy. Let's put it that way. But sure. don't look back in anger. Right now, last couple weeks is uh, that's the song. And the way that you describe the song, something like 
today happened to me that like this totally touches me and I don't even know if I should say this but whatever I was at I was I had my uh, I think it was my lunch break or whatever I was at a, I was in the break room at the hospital today and I was having a discussion with my wife and and we have this thing sitting on uh, on the paper towel dispenser in the break room and and it says uh, well I took a picture of it so I'm gonna I, I will read it <laughs> <clears throat> yeah I, and, it, and it's corny it's one of those inspirational things but mm -hmm. it's actually really not corny and it's awesome and I think it totally says what you just described it goes life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass it's about learning to dance in the rain and there you go there you go dude that's it Play I know it's cheesy but that's pretty good rain. like I would I would put that on a pillow <laughs> I would, yeah I would stencil I mean, that a, into a pillow it, and put that on my it, couch it's pretty deep too I mean it sounds fun and stuff dancing in the, but, yeah. but it's way deeper than that it's you don't have to wait for the storm to pass what you have to do is learn to dance in the rain you know that man not to can we that 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 keeps that sums up this whole covid that that's it is can we can we learn to be in the moment yeah. in the shit yeah yeah or do we do we keep waiting for it to to come out on the other side and that's that. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I put that as a question. I mean, that, that for all of us, that's it, right? Can we legitimately just? That's beautiful. Like, can we just embrace? I guess it's like that whole thing. What? Just embrace the chaos, and 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 just live in it, instead of we always, or at least I do. Let me put it on myself because I don't know if any anybody does this, but I think we all do it in a way. I, I tend to think every time there's chaos, I just want to get out of it. Yeah. I just want to get to the other side. I just want to, I want to be okay. I want to be healthy. I want to be uh, safe. I want to be, you know, throwing all the adjectives, you know. But the truth is, can we just learn to live in the, in the moment, in the chaos, in the shit, in the, in, in, in that? Wouldn't that be beautiful if we could actually do that? Because then I think we would it would change so much of our heart of actually no, I'm not I'm not just waiting for my kids to get older so they're not a mess because they're little kids and they can't sleep at night and I'm so tired and I I can't you know, all these things, right? Or or my job is a mess and I, I can't wait to get another job someday and this and this. What if we actually said, you know what? No, I'm just going to be present. And like you said, I'm just going to, I'm going to live in, in the moment, in the chaos, in the rain. And I'm just going to enjoy it, actually. That would be the difference. I'm going to enjoy it. Well, I think that that's the implication. I'm going to enjoy it. That's the implication of, of that corny little line is that you're not just the storm passing cool but learning to dance in the rain 
You're not just going to dance in the rain for the sake of dancing. You're doing it because you are enjoying the action that is happening. That activity, you, that, that is what is building you up. And what you're, I mean, my gosh, what a way to end this podcast, Andrew. Holy crap. Like, you just talked about the purpose of humanity and why we are why we're alive oh geez Mike Dropper (laughs) you threw it out you threw it out if we can if we can if we can sum it up wouldn't it wouldn't it be (sighs) enjoy the enjoy the present be present enjoy it whatever chaos is going around you whatever you know like you said dancing in the red like whatever's going on in your life there is an opportunity to enjoy it it. and you enjoy the deal you deal with with it it. and you enjoy it gosh man i wish i could do that i wish that was the way that i lived my life that's what i have to strive for thank you i appreciate you brother